Welcome back to another episode of Touched by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with your host today, Brenda Westwood. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you about your important work with horses and uh, gestalt coaching, etc. Um, start off with, like, where are you in the world? I'm up in northwest Montana in a little tiny place called Kyla, Montana. Nice. Yeah. Up near Glacier Park. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. I saw you do a video the other day with your horses out in a... Maybe you said pasture, but it had nice tall pine trees and snow on the ground. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that is my little pasture. That's not what I think of when I think of a pasture. I think of like a meadow maybe, but like it's so cool. You get Montana pastures. Yeah, it is different. (laughs) It is different. It's so cool. Well, tell me about um, what kind of work you do gestalt work, obviously. Like what's the name of your business? How long have you had it? Okay. Um, I'm a certified equine gestalt coach through Touched by a Horse, clearly. Mm, My business is Horse Sense Healing, and I have had my business since 2013 when I became certified. Wow. Got it. Okay, perfect. So that's like mm, six years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What kind, as you've done this work for six years, what kind of, um, like, who are you attracting? Who, Who do you seem to be helping in the world? Uh, My typical person that I am attracting is are women Mm -hmm. and usually mid twenties, late twenties up till 65, 70, even 75. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How are, how, like when they find you, what are they coming to you for? Well, usually they're um, wanting to make a change in their life Mm -hmm. or they're having relationship problems or the pain of living the life they've been living is just too much. Yeah. that they want to be able to um, learn how to use their voice, learn how to set boundaries, um, change their story from old stories of just plain grit to what I call stories of grit with grace. Mm. Yeah, explain grit to me. Like with, grit without grace is, what does that look like in people's <laughs> lives? It's a grind. <laughs> right. You know how we all have stories that have been really difficult, mm. um, pain in our lives, and those things can grind us to our knees and they shape and mold us to who part of who we are today. And if we just are stuck in the grit, mm-hmm. it's painful and it can make us hard and callous and bring up parts of ourselves that maybe we don't want showing up like the judgmental side or the overly or the real quiet side where we're not able to speak our truth at all. I feel like yeah. grit historically anyway has mm-hmm. been, a heralded quality. It's been like this, you know, thing to strive for. Like it's good when you have grit and you're tough, mm-hmm. tough as nails, you know? Yeah. Um, why is that not, why does, how does that not serve us? Well, I agree. Grit is a good thing to have. So for yeah. example, while I've built my practice, mm-hmm. it has taken one hell of a lot of grit for me yeah. to stick with it. I've felt mm-hmm. like giving up a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that's where the grace comes in. <laughs> so for me, it's a balance. Um, right. Yeah. And if we just buckle to the grit, you know, then we don't grow, we don't move, we stay in the pain. I would have, yeah, I was going to say, I would imagine that if I, um, as much as I don't, I don't, um, I would say I'm pretty gritty. I think I have a lot of determination, stubbornness, mm-hmm. things that when I want something, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Um, but I also know that that can undermine my experience of life is that I mean, is that I'm assuming that's what you're saying like with grit without the grace can sometimes undermine yeah some of the other catch. things you want to experience exactly 
Yeah. So um, just if we don't, it's two things for me, I guess. It's, mm. it's growing through the pain. It's, a le- it's, it's being able to stick with the hard things no matter what. Yeah. So it's stick with the healing, stick with, I don't want to live in these mm-hmm. toxic relationships mm-hmm. anymore, yeah. even though I don't know how to do it. I'm going to do something hmm. and doing that something. And, yeah. and then our grace, it's our grace. Do you find, I know there's a, a journey that people have to take through to uh, take, take uh, on to get through the, to the grace side of things. Do you find like, um, it's interesting, the people with grit, do they actually like lose their grit and want to quit when they <laughs> are on this journey to get to grace or do they apply just as much grit on the path to, to grace? I, well, in my experience, and yeah. the way I encourage my clients to stick with the grit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To move through it, yeah. it's given us a great gift. Yeah. It brings us to the place where we are. Absolutely. And if we can bring it without being hardened and calloused or crushed, yeah. you know, or that sometimes if there's too much grit, like with painful grit, we might mm-hmm. just give up, right? And, right. and not move anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm curious, the, you, you talked about people's stories. I'm curious some of the mindsets or stories people have when they're stuck in the grit and there's no grace, like when their life is uh, falling apart or where they're not want to be, they don't feel healthy or like, I'm just curious the world of the stories and mindsets people are telling themselves at that stage. Uh, some of them are, um, I'm in this relationship and this is how it always is. And this is what I learned as a child. Hmm. This is the message I got that... Um, women serve men, women's needs don't count. We don't have a voice. We can't stand up for ourselves or we don't know how our mothers perhaps didn't model that for us. And um, so they're really unhappy and they don't know how to have even a conversation about their truth because they can't find it. They don't know what it is. Mm. So a lot of women I work with is helping them find their truth and then build that courage, heal those old stories of limiting beliefs, let them go in the dirt and it can happen quickly. And then build the courage and confidence to speak their truth, which can also be scary. Absolutely. What, when you say truth, I I love the the idea of finding our truth. When you say it, what does that mean? How did, what is a woman's truth? For me, um, my truth was, finding that I was settling for less Mm. than I wanted in my life Mm. that I didn't even really know I could have different, but I had to take a really deep breath and speak. I'm settling. Mm. I don't know what to do next, but I'm settling and it's uncomfortable and I don't want to do this anymore. I love that. That takes a lot of courage to, to say that, to acknowledge that. It really does. Yeah. What happens with, um, what are some of the symptoms or the signs that are, that are around you when you are on the cusp of wanting to find your truth? Because I would imagine before that moment, it just, life is just life. And I live inside the story that I'm living inside of. And I don't like it, maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't know anything different. And then some stuff starts to happen. And I would imagine symptoms start popping up that say, yeah. this doesn't feel right. What are some of the things like that? Well, for a lot of my clients and for myself, it's coming to the place. Maybe we're suddenly realizing we're in a place of anxiety. Mm. They're heart racing all the time. Mm. It's the cortisol rates, the stress rates, Mm. those big, heavy sighs. Um, 
Yeah, I was doing that a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and people would go, are you okay? And I went, oh my gosh, I didn't know I even did that. Mm. Um, yeah, the pressure increases. Stomach aches, headaches. Yeah, sleeplessness. Yeah. Wow. I think you just described a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I think just those I symptoms know. alone, right? <laughs> uh, and that's why I asked the question because I feel like sometimes we might be on the cusp of a breakthrough, but we don't know it because we're not, mm -hmm. we don't, we can't see the signs for what they are. We just pass them off as like, well, maybe I'm tired or, mm -hmm. or whatever story we, we're used to telling ourselves about why we're sighing and yeah. breathing deeply, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, I have one, one woman that I've worked with who's, you know, um, advanced degrees and a highly professional, and she's also a healer hmm. um, and a budding healer. Yeah. And her greatest fear we discovered in doing some work with the horses and coaching, she was afraid to be seen, hmm. afraid to show up, afraid to use her voice for herself. Very wow, common, actually. Hmm. Very common. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, so it, it begs the question: like, what? It's, it's two parts here. What is available? Because to imagine a new life um, mm -hmm. without even knowing my truth, it, like I think sometimes having vision and 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 seeing what's possible helps me find courage to step yeah. into the journey. Like, what have you seen as possible for people on the other side of this this change? Well, that one particular woman that I worked with, um, for example, she did a lot of work with it. I assign a vision um, mm. to, to dare ourselves to drop away any limitations, mm. any hows, just dream, have that fantasy of life could be anything mm. that you'd want. No holds barred. What would it be? And to begin that journey. And that scares a lot of people. It sure scared yeah. me. Yeah. It did. <laughs> and um, were you able to find, sorry, were you able to find vision, even though you were scared? Did, did something come up for you when yeah. you asked yourself the question, what you want? Yeah, Chris, my vision began back when I was 30, 31, when I first started college. I started mm -hmm. life a bit too young mm -hmm. into adulthood mm -hmm. and uh, started college as an adult. And I thought I would just be doing business because that's what made sense. I'd left 11 years at the phone company and that just made sense. Mm -hmm. But my heart didn't sing about it. And I took a class from a woman, it was called Career Awareness. And she was a brilliant woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she assigned um, a paper to write my ideal life. Well, that set me back on my mm -hmm. heels. I was living here by then in my cabin. I had a partner who was toxic. And I didn't know. It scared me so bad. It took me a few days of spinning and being restless and I couldn't settle down. And I thought, oh my God, I don't know what I want because no one had ever asked me. Mm. And when I got out of my own way and just let myself have some time and a vision to come to me and speak to me, I found it. And it was partnering with horses and nature to help mm. people heal emotionally and spiritually. And I, yeah. The programs didn't exist then. Melissa Pierce didn't exist then. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot more to learn about life before my time. But that it's, was my first vision. It is interesting that um, I love the, the common thread through this whole podcast um, and all the people we've had, all the hosts that have been on here, um, that there is something that happens when you're in the presence of a horse that I think without 
um, or even without support, let's just say that, when, without the support of some type of gestalt or somatic experience, um, a horse in front of you, um, it's hard to get your mind and your heart to the place where you can envision something and believe in something for yourself. But um, like you're describing and so many before you, it's like in the presence of a horse, yeah. in a safe and structured environment, we actually have a, a moment where we can check back in with what actually makes our heart sing. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, yeah. I feel like crying right now because it's so mm. true. Yeah. Um, every time from the time I was young, um, horses have always been in my life. Mm. I would go to my horses, um, whether I was riding them or not. And today, mm. um, when I'm spinning, because I get spinning, sure. <laughs> too much yeah. to do, I get in an overwhelm. I can't take a deep breath. I go out with them. And mm. just being with them um, wow. brings me back to presence wow. and center. Yeah. Wow. What are, when, when people, um, well, one more question on the, the possibility of where people end up. Yeah. Like, do you, do you see any, and you may not, but do you see any common threads of on the other side of people stepping into their truth? Like, are there any common threads mm -hmm. about what they want to do with their life and who they want to be? I think that's an evolving process. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it depends on who they are, but um, yeah. yeah, the one for sure that I've been working with, she's, she's got her vision and she does know where mm -hmm. she's going and she's working towards it. She stepped out of a toxic work environment that mm -hmm. was soul sucking for her. Yeah. Right. But that took a lot of finding truth, right? Speaking right. truth, right? Yeah. Setting our own boundaries. Yeah. And it's, and I also work with youth around that. I was just thinking of a, a young, a girl that I'm working with right now who's mm -hmm. come from a tough place, come from a whole lot of gritty, tough stories mm -hmm. and helping her just get grounded and centered because mm -hmm. she's a self-harmer. Mm -hmm. So just being with the horse, the first thing I do is put her with the horse mm -hmm. and calming her down and it does she notices it immediately and then we're working on what do you want your life to look like right maybe maybe for her it's just next week how do you want to feel how do you want to show up right, right. yeah and with adults you know i work further and, and further out but yeah wow how do we want to be yeah i i feel like <laughs> it's such a um common theme here but that <laughs> being in the presence of a horse just always like grounds you, gets you centered. Uh, or if, especially if you're intentional about it, because okay. like somebody have said, if you're, if you're not being present, horses are kind of like, eh, whatever. But if you are being yeah. present, they're just right tuned in. Then everybody, like everybody has a phone. Everybody's going to have a horse, horse someday. Everybody's going to just like, I need to ground. I'm going to go out and be with my horse. And so just like everybody has a dog, everybody's going to have a horse. <laughs> and we're just gonna, <laughs> Maybe like you could rent a horse for an hour. Like I'm going to come you go. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I let people come out and be with horses. Yeah. I think that's really I smart. welcome them to do that. Mm -hmm. I think with, with the, the growing herd of all of you gestalt, uh, equine gestalt practitioners, I think that around the country, people need to be checking in with you on an ongoing basis and coming in uh, just like they would come in for uh, $100 massage for an hour. Um, sometimes the somatic release or the healing can be much better with a horse than it even would be yeah. with a massage. Like to come out for an hour, pay you a hundred bucks and get centered could open up who knows what in their life. Yeah. I love that, Chris. Great I idea. A, I think it's a great idea. That's a good business model. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all you touched by horse people listening. I think that's a new business model we need to work on. 
Yeah. But, but for the same reason you said, like when people come out and they get grounded, they feel it immediately and, and new mm-hmm. possibilities open up when you're in that space. Yeah. yeah. Well, every person I've ever worked with that comes out for a session with the horses yeah. leaves. They come anxious. Mm-hmm. Most of them come anxious. Right. They leave feeling calm and at peace. They've left mm-hmm. something that doesn't serve them anymore behind. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They've got emotional release. You know, the horse has taught them a huge life lesson. Right. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So tell me about, um, as people start stepping into their truth and experiencing a new possibility, a new reality, like there, obviously there's some different um, paradigm shifts they have to make to get there. What are some of the paradigm shifts you either coach people to or that they find for themselves that free them up? I think it's just like this synergistic process between yeah, right. myself, the horse and the client, that they, yeah. sh- their beliefs about themselves shift. Right. Yeah. Those limitations. So then they suddenly believe that there's a possibility that they can have a life that they want. There's a possibility that they can leave a relationship. There's a possibility that they can improve their relationship or um, stand up for themselves where they never mm. could to make themselves yeah. a priority. Mm-hmm. versus yeah right 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 so i hear like one paradigm or mindset shift in there is like i make myself a priority when in the past their old mindset was what everyone else comes first mm-hmm. right everyone else their needs are more important than hers or his i work with men too but yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. p- powerful give me give me another um mindset that people start to step into that frees them up um finding their worth it, mm-hmm. it kind of is still related sure but yeah that they're not worthy um really afraid to even express feelings hmm. that's kind of common especially anger because as women <clears throat> typically we're taught that it's not okay to be angry sure not okay to express it wow. and a lot of my clients are that do you yeah. do that kind of work when people come out to work with you? Do they ever get to a, experience their anger in a way that yes. is empowering? They're like, oh, yes, welled up out of me. That was exciting. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I worked with a client. Uh, I did a full day retreat this last summer with uh, a professional person. And she, uh, we took her to a place during mm. that full day of some pretty beautiful release mm. of anger pent up from childhood, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I just actually heard from her. She sent me a text and she said, I think of you and the work we did and the horses that summer. And she says, I have a bat in my closet now. And when uh, she gets bent up, she beats her bed. You know, it's just oh, beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I definitely, there's something um, empowering to feel, to feel, there's power in anger to feel your power Yeah. Um, and to be responsible with it and to, mm-hmm to know that it's there to help you rather than to suppress it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. be really freeing. When we suppress our feelings, our anger, our frustration, mm. whatever it is, we get sick, right? Yeah. We know, mm. know that the body keeps score. Our right. stories mm. live in ourselves and to be able to give that mm. voice, to get it out. However that looks, it might be quietly sharing it. It might be through tears and it might be a full on yeah. anger release safely. Yeah. I'm getting this whole new uh, world of or connotation of grit in this conversation. Like there's grit before this kind of work and experience. And that kind of grit is the kind where you suppress, you push stuff down, you grind your teeth and bear it. You just, right. There's like this 
Um, it's, it's almost toxic. The, the, the kind of grit before you start to, um, step into your truth, feel your feelings, say what you want to say, see what you see, what you've been afraid to see. And as you get related to all of that, you come out the other side with a different kind of grace, like a healthy, a a, a grit, a, a healthy grit. Yeah. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the grit with grace is like the whole thing. It's, it's grit, but it's a different kind of, it's a grit with grace. Yes. Is that what you mean? Perfect. Thank you. Chris. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yes. That's totally what was opening up as you were describing. Yeah. I'm like, that feels like a different kind of grit to me. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Versus yeah. like I had my grit before and I still have my grit now, but I'm just going to like soften it with like a nice apology or some type of like, you know, facade of a thing, of a, yeah. Yeah. right. A gesture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that not that. Yeah. No, it's not that it's a whole transformation of what that grit feels like. Yeah. Well, oh, it's so cool because people's power then really starts to, I feel like when people come out of that, what's possible for their life happens in like the p- people are attracted to your power when you are really owning who you are. Right. It's super attractive. Like, um, it's, it's just super compelling. Maybe that's even better work, right? It's very compelling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the horses respond to that too. And whether I'm working with women uh, or youth that are really not very confident at all, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. just teaching them to walk with their energy and pull up the power and pretend as if just with their body language and their somatics, the horses right. give them immediate feedback because they respond. Wow. Yeah. So powerful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. If you had to, um, sort of give a cut, like somebody listening to this is like, wow, this is, I really want to experience my truth. Yeah. Um, I have been feeling those symptoms of like heavy breathing, sighing, um, panic, anxiety, sleepless nights. And this is opening something up for me. Um, Mm -hmm. How do they begin to like, what is, what are a couple steps? Like if they were to come work with you right now, what's the first thing you'd tell them that they need to do? Call me. (laughs) <laughs> call me. That's right. You, that's right. That's right. You call Brenda. And yes. once they call you, like as, as they're sitting down with you, like where, where do people often start? Is it like, well, first, the first thing that really happens is there's some healing or I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what's the first thing you typically go to work on people? Well, the first thing we do is we sit down and we, you know, meet the horse that's chosen to show up for that client that day. Hmm. And we just get grounded. Hmm. And we just um, usually, it's not what they thought was going to happen when they sat down in that chair. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's something else. Yeah. Something running in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An old story that's showing itself now like a gift. Right. Here it is. Let me help you release that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we go to work. What kind of, and then when you go to work, is it, uh, uh, what, what happens there? What does that look like? <laughs> it's so hard to describe, Chris. I know. I know. <laughs> um, it depends. I will put the person, if they feel safe, after we do a safety demonstration, out with the horse. Yeah. And the, I might have them walk around with um, a good mother is. Mm. Yeah. Or my mother taught me whatever. It could be anything. And have them start walking yeah. around. And a lot of times they're looking down and they're just, you know, talking about, oh, my mother taught me that men are more important. My mother taught me that I needed to take care of her. My mother taught me that um, I have to fix adult problems, whatever it is. Right. 
when they find their truth, that horse will engage. But until they do, that horse isn't going to come anywhere near them. Or I've seen the horses come up and just give them a gentle nudge with their head, with their nose. Come on, get with it. Find it. Oh, be nice. In it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. that. I really, I, I totally get the sense of, or and see how people actually can find their truth. I think the idea of finding your truth can be so abstract or maybe even mm-hmm. organic. Like, well, I'll find it when I find it, but I don't know how to on purpose find my truth. Exactly. And I, I really think it's hard to do by ourselves. Yeah. Um, we can do it for journaling, but w- for myself, when I know I'm in my mm-hmm. truth, mm-hmm. my heart and my feelings, my gut and yeah. my head are all in alignment. We're in congruence. Yeah. And that's what the horses help us do. And that's yeah. why they go, oh, now you're in there because they work on our energy fields. And when we get our energy field in alignment with our yeah. truth, boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I know there are more steps as people keep working with you. um, And for those, people will need to call you. Step one, call Brenda. That's the first step. Uh, But if people do want to reach out to you, Brenda, and learn more about how to step into their truth and work with you, how do people connect with you? How do they find you? Well, they can find me on my website, which is horsesensehealing.com. And they can give me a call at 406-257-0008. Perfect. Great, great, good number. Brenda, thank you so much for not only for being on here and sharing your work, but also for the important work that you're doing in the world. I love it. And uh, really enjoyed our conversation.